Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. We hear it a lot. You know, people shouldn't stay together for the sake of the kids. I mean, if the marriage is in trouble, it's better that you just separate and don't think about the kids. They're going to be fine. Like I said, we hear that a lot. What really upsets me is that sometimes people tell us that's what their marriage counselor told them. Don't worry about the kids. You make yourself happy. Kids are resilient. Well, I'm one of those people who did divorce his wife and leave his children many long years ago. And then we, Alice and I, remarried after three years of being apart. And to this day, I can see the effect on the children that we had at that time. We had one more child after we got married the second time, and this is her right here. I'm Dr. Joe Beam, and this is Kimberly Holmes, my youngest daughter, who was born in the second marriage, and also the CEO of MH International Marriage Helper, if you will. Kimberly, I know that in your master's thesis to get your degree in psychology that you studied about the effect the divorce has on kids. I would like for you to talk about that and give some of the research from your research, other research you put together. And I'm going to be more asking questions than contributing, because this time... I'm one of those people who actually did the thing that we say, uh, not the best thing to do. Well, you made it right. I will say that. (laughs) I will say that. But yes, it's definitely something that I'm glad I did a lot of research on for my master's degree, because the more I read, the deeper I dove, the more I uncovered about how rampant the effects are on children when their parents divorce. And so when we hear those things like the kids will be fine, the kids can be resilient. They can be, but they mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be. Yeah. And, and we don't say that it necessarily dooms kids, but without a doubt, it has an effect on them. Absolutely. Dr. Jake Morris from Lipscomb University was once talking to me and he said, how could anybody think that such a significant event has no effect on the kid at all? That's just ridiculous to think like that. Even a move just from one house to another can have what is considered on the ACEs scale, adverse childhood experiences. Even just moving can be an adverse childhood experience, much less divorce of the parents, which of course is another item on the ACEs scale. So what kind of things, what kind of things are they finding? And and these studies are being done worldwide Mm -hmm. and they're not being done just like live at church people or things like that. These are sociological studies, some of which have been done by major universities. So what kind of things have they been finding? And even more than that, a lot of these are longitudinal studies. Ah. So they're starting with following the kids earlier in their life and then seeing the effects of them as they as they grow older, as they get married. All so it's of those not things. a snapshot. It's a long video, if you will, of Several this child's of them life. Are. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Several okay. of them are. I mean, where do you want to start? Uh, well, just <laughs> let's talk about what it does to their, well, let's start something simple. How does it affect their schoolwork, if at all? Yes. So effect of divorce on a child's schoolwork, because there has been a change at home. And typically this change is at best, 
going to keep the child in their same house except the removal of one of the parents, which is still traumatic. Mm -hmm. But at worst, they're moving maybe into worse living conditions than Mm -hmm. before. Don't have the same access to materials, tutoring, things like that, that the child needed as before. That that's the spectrum of this. But regardless of where it is on the spectrum, we see across the board that children are more likely to struggle with their grades. They're more likely to be held back or, um, or even experience issues in school and not just behavioral issues, although that's part of it, but even just learning issues where they're not able to concentrate as more, they're more likely to struggle with ADHD. We also see that they tend, this isn't just for school, but children tend to have an increase in hostile behaviors or an increase in anxiety. And it tends to show up differently in males and females. So males are typically going to be more angry, more hostile in their Mm -hmm. behavior, acting out in that way. Whereas girls are more likely to suffer from anxiety. If Mm -hmm. um, if they're around the age of 14 to 16, they're more likely to become sexually promiscuous Mm -hmm. when this has all happened. And again, just go back to the core. It's because there has been an upheaval of their normal circumstances. And many times the kids aren't getting the attention that they used to get from either parent. Because think of it this way. You have a child who's, well, let's take, let's take me. I grew up in a situation, two stable parents, and I would come home at the end of a school day and mom would be there. She'd make me a snack. Uh, When you got home, you would help me with homework. We would all watch TV and eat dinner together. That's just how I remember my childhood. But if the situation were different where you and mom had either separated or divorced, then I would come home and guess what? Mom was probably working. Mm-hmm. And so she wouldn't be there to give me a snack. I may mm-hmm. be struggling with homework, but you're not coming home to help me with it. Mm-hmm. And then instead of eating dinner together as a family, now it's like figure out what you can feed yourself because mom is trying to take care of us financially and her own emotions. Mm-hmm. So she may not even have the ability to focus and tune in on me. And so where I had a bunch of resources before, now because of the separation or divorce, I have way less resources as just the child, not even talking about less resources that the parents have because of the split of the household income. And so that is just the lived experience of why this happens. So, of course, girls, they're more likely to be anxious because. Mm -hmm. But why are they more likely to be promiscuous? Mm. I don't know that I can say from the research as why they're more likely to be promiscuous, but my, my, some my what I would guess is because they are looking for male attention. I would guess that too. I need some kind of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may even feel rejected, right? Even if the father says, "I love you, I love you," the fact that he's not right, right there all the time, she may feel rejected, and having a male pay attention to her, I could see how that would happen. And there may, and it may also be because there's not a male to help instill values, ah. or a mom to help instill values. Or depending on how the marriage ended, they may have seen one or both parents being sexually promiscuous. Uh. And so there's a lot of different reasons that can come in here. But another thing in talking about the fathers and the fathers being absent is that's typically what happens. Typically, the mother gets custody, at least half of the custody. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so all of a sudden, 
the the parenting is not 50-50. They call it that. But in the research, it's one parent gets 50% and then some, and the other parent gets less than 50%, mm. right? And so the the father who typically has that less than 50%, what the startling research shows is after one year of divorce, 25% of fathers are no longer a part of their children's lives. And that number grows to 50% of fathers who are no longer a part of their kids' lives after five, 10 years after divorce has happened. So does the research indicate why? Yes. the Some of the reasons for it include when that that father remarries, if they remarry uh, and start a family of their own, then that's where they're now focusing their attention. I see. But some other reasons that can fall into here is that the father tends to stay more active and involved in their kids' lives if the kids are young at the time of divorce, so probably six and under, or if the father has shared interest with their children and their children are highly affectionate towards them when the dad is with them. So if you dig a little deeper under that, the dad is more likely to stay involved in their kid's life when the dad feels like he is being emotionally soothed mm. when he's with that child. As opposed to soothing the child. Is exactly. a lot to do with soothing him. Wow. Exactly. That makes dad sound like really bad there, Kimberly. Is that what we're trying to say? What I'm trying to say is divorce is the gift that keeps on taking, as mm. I heard a researcher say that's done a lot of research in this. And I, I believe... I do believe at the core, most people want to do what's best. They want to try and do what's best. I don't think many people know what to do. So you're not throwing best. dads under the bus. No. You're just saying that the way life comes out of this mm -hmm. is that many dads go that direction. And I think a lot of it is because there's hurt, right? There's a lot of hurt feelings for the father to go back and be around the mom again and with the kids. And maybe he gets guilt trips when he goes back. Maybe it hurts him to see the hurt on his kids' faces because it's a constant reminder to him of what he did and the decision he made. And so maybe an, a subconscious way that he's dealing with that is just by continuing to disconnect. I can affirm all of that. When I'd come spend time with your sisters, of course, you weren't alive back then, um, I would feel guilty that I really didn't know what was going on in their lives. I'd see the pain in their eyes. I'd see the more pain when they left. And yeah, yeah, it, it didn't make me stop going to see them, but it, I really wanted to see them and dreaded seeing them at the same time because of that. Right, right. And so I believe a lot of fathers are trying to cope the best way they know how, but we need to teach them how to actually cope in a way that not only helps them, but also is best for the kids. And so that's going to be, you know, the father intentionally showing up when he says he's going to show up, mm -hmm. spending that time with them, never missing it, mm -hmm. making sure that he makes it a priority, even when it's uncomfortable. So what about when kids get older, mm -hmm. like adults, does it still have an effect on them? Absolutely, it does. In one research, and I, I believe this research study ended at the 20-year longitudinal mark, but it said that the effects of divorce on children last even 20 years after the divorce has actually occurred. And we see that there tends to be a higher rate of um, divorce for the children by the time they grow up and get older and get married. And interestingly, if the divorce or separation occurs when a child is 15 or younger— 
then it is more likely that that child, as they get older, will have a higher number of cohabitations and a higher number of marriages and divorces themselves. Is that because basically it was modeled for them that if you're yes. not happy, you just get out and that's what they wind up doing? That's basically it. And so in another research study, they found that when the option of divorce was removed from a couple that was from parents that were contemplating divorce, when that option was removed completely, that not only did it actually increase the rate in which they were able to deal with conflict and solve it, but also kept the marriage together. Mm -hmm. So from that, what we're seeing is, yeah, when divorce is no longer an option, you figure it out Mm because you have to. But those kids ended up having great futures being able um, in terms of, you know, they tended to be more steady in school. They tended to be more likely to have long lasting marriages with one partner. All of those things were true of that. And so it's not a lot of people will say, but if we're fighting a lot, then it's better for the kids that we divorce. But that's not true. What's best, according to the research, of course, is a low conflict uh, So if the, if the kids are in danger or mom or dad's in danger, then obviously we've got to do something about that. But you're saying. Right. I wasn't. I didn't say abuse. Okay. So conflict. So conflict like we fight, we disagree. Gotcha. Um, We don't communicate well, right? It's actually better. The worst that it's, well, let me say it this way. It's actually better for a child to experience a high conflict to high conflict parents who are able to work it out than to have their parents divorce and continue to stay in high conflict. I can see that, yes. Which is what typically happens. Yeah, Two people divorce. We see that a lot. Mm-hmm. They continue to fight all the time. Throw each under uh, uh, th- throw each other under the bus mm-hmm. because they don't co-parent well. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same issues that they had in their marriage. They're just bringing it into their co-parenting. They haven't fixed anything. And sometimes they actually try to program their children against the other one. Absolutely. Which is terrible. called triangulation and counseling. And it is absolutely terrible to do. Yeah. It, it may give you some sense of satisfaction. Well, I paid him or her back, but what you're doing to your kids right. borderlines evil in my estimation. Right. A child should never have to be put in that kind of situation because you're kind of forcing them to grow up and become an adult and to be your friend at the same time. So what children need is to be children. Mm to be loved, to be taken care of. So they shouldn't be your confidant helping you get through the divorce. No, no. And that can be very tempting because they're the one you come home to. Mm. And maybe you don't want them to love their dad. Maybe Mm. you don't want them to love your mom, Mm. their mom, because that person hurt you. But what's best for the child Mm -hmm. is that they are able to have healthy relationships with both parents. So is there another big thing we need to mention before we start wrapping this up? That was, I mean, we could continue to go on for forever about attachment issues that occur when a child has experienced divorce or separation and all of those things, but we've covered the majority of it. And so we can actually look at people and say, if you're having marriage difficulty to the point you think that you need to end the marriage, please also consider your children. Now, I know you might be saying, I love my children. They're going to be okay. And maybe you've got somebody telling you they'll be fine. Yet we're showing your research from around the world indicating all kinds of things. I have more than 300 articles, Kimberly, on my computer 
that tell about the negative effects of divorce on children. So we can help, right? Absolutely, we can help. It can be as simple as if you're having this trouble and, and, and what we're saying is bringing true with you, then understand that we have a three-day intensive that can help you figure out, can we make it work? Because if you can, it's awfully good for you, but it's also awfully good for your children. And in just three days, we can help you realize whether this is fixable or not, even if it appears completely unfixable right now. So Kimberly, how would they find out about that three-day workshop? By going to marriagehelper.com slash workshops. And we'll also have that link in the show notes, whether you're watching or listening. So you can easily just click it. The other thing I would add to that is even if you come to our workshop and decide this isn't going to work, you will still have the tools to be great co-parents, which is what the kids need. Because we teach a lot of relationship principles in the workshop that are Mm -hmm. also directly applicable to parenting. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the key takeaways of this episode is Divorce does have an effect on children. It doesn't have to be the end of everything, but we can't turn our heads away and say they're just going to be fine. So it is of utmost importance that both parents work together as much as they can Mm -hmm. to ensure that they do what is best for their children. And if possible, to work together to save the relationship, to save the marriage, because that's what's best for the child. Well, thank you for all that research that you've been reading and doing, and and thank you folks for being part of this. So as we end this program, thank you, Kimberly, for sharing, and we hope to see you in the next episode of Relationship Radio.